Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Good morning. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Back to normal. Here we go. If you can call yeah. what we do normal. <laughs> this is in Toronto last week. You know what? The older I get, the more and more I realize how much I dislike traveling. Yeah? Yeah. Getting on the, going to the airport, getting on the plane. It is wildly stressful. <laughs> if there's travel in my life, I want it to be... You go to one place and you stay there for a week mm-hmm. and it's hot and there's drinks really close by. Yeah. Like, that's my idea of, of, that's good of, time. of travel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, I do enjoy that travel. That's why I've always said I'd never do a cruise. The thought of, like, having to pack up, go to this island. Okay, we're here for six hours and you got to make it back to the boat. Yeah. I'd be stressing the whole time about the missing the boat. The whole time. This yeah. is my personality. I'd be thinking about, we got to get back to that boat. We're going to miss it. Like, And without Bill, every time I travel, I get travel roids. And you guys tell me that this is not a thing. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this time I got but, it on the back but end. But you're in Toronto. Like, about planes. Oh. Planes give me roids. I don't know but why. It, but I think it's because it's you're... pressurization si- or something. They or pop s- up my You sitting my so long. <laughs> you sitting so long. But it's only like four hours. I sit just as much yeah. at home. I don't know what it is. I do not get roids when yeah. I'm at home. I travel, travel roids. I get roids. Maybe it's the stress of traveling. I, you know what? My might be. Is there anything online? I'm, I'm looking. Nothing. Online travel roids. Constipation is common after a long flight. Should you fly with hemorrhoids? <laughs> what does it say? Well, that's about like if you got hemorrhoids and you got to sit on a plane for a long time, you should prepare. Yeah. Get a good pillow or cushion. Do they explode? <laughs> I literally, I swear to God, in the last 10, 15 years of my life, since I've realized that every time I travel, I get roids, Yeah. I travel with Preparation H. Like, there is, I have buckets of it. Hemorrhoids, uh, flying on a plane can cause dehydration, which can lead to hemorrhoids, is what it's going to say. Travel roids! Drink more water. I get travel roids every time I travel. (laughs) The locker room topic of the day. I think this needs an explanation before we actually give you what the topic is. So, yeah, there was a report sent to a parliamentary committee in the House of Commons. And it was, so the headline is Canadians trips to liquor stores, pharmacies, and more were tracked um, during the pandemic on your phone. So you were moving around during the pandemic. They were tracking every trip you took to the liquor store, to the pharmacy, to the grocery store, that sort of thing. All in an effort to sort of 
get data, collect data on how this thing might be spreading. They said they wanted to understand travel patterns during the pandemic and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the company that gathered this information is called Blue Dot. And I guess this is a freedom of information thing. Somebody requested this. That's why we're finding out about it now. And that's why there's a story. And the story that I read, um, I got a couple of lines from it that I want to read out loud. MPs on the ethics committee expressed surprise at how much detail was in the report. <laughs> Even ad identifying information was stripped out. So it didn't say Grant Johnson went to the provincial on May yeah. 10th, 2019. It didn't say any of that. But it was, it was very just like detailed. This many people went here. Um, there was a gathering here. Obviously, they could tell when a bunch of phones were gathered together in a house at the same time, right? I think it could tell that. Yeah. So there's here's another quote from the article. Questions remain about the specifics of the data provided if Canadians' rights were violated. So this is going to be something that will probably end up being investigated, mm -hmm. right? The co-founder CEO of Blue Dot... He went on, and this is really helpful. He said, we were interested in producing information revolving around infectious disease insights, not collecting data directly <laughs> from mobile devices. Yeah, but you'd collect data directly from mobile, from mobile devices and provided it to the sitting government. Yeah, Blue Dot is a software company, and their their big product is Insights, which is a software that maps the spread of infectious diseases. So it's kind of up their alley to do this, I guess. But Okay, we'll go around the, <laughs> the horn here. I think people are... Like, this bothers the shit out of me. I am sorry. I am mortified that yeah. they did this. Like, I... Uh, like, I know it happens. I know Google's following you. I know Facebook's following you. I know that we're being mined constantly, that our data is being used against us all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. But there's just this next level of the government hiring a company to specifically track us how we were moving, and it doesn't even matter that it was during the po the, the, the it's pandemic. Crazy! It's funny that liquor stores was a big point in this thing too. <laughs> I spent more time at a liquor store. <laughs> Jimmy, how do you feel about this? Doesn't surprise me. I'm actually. Are you bothered by it? Like, does it bother you? It's inevitable. Like, it's just the thing is, is it's easy way to do it. Everybody has one. Like, it's. Like I can track when I know when you were around, so you know find my friend. So then I know when to head to where we meet. Like it doesn't surprise me. Like it's I'm actually surprised that it just was let out now. I've assumed this for years that you know they, if they want to, they could find out where any of us are at any given time. So you're not you're not overly concerned about it. No. If they had recordings of my conversations or internet well, they searches, easily maybe. could do that. Well. That's even easier than tracking <laughs> you. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Like we have the technology; it's it's available. Why aren't they using it? Yeah, the CEO of Blue Dot is like, we're not interested. In, we don't in, care in where you go or your lifestyles. We're just providing that information to your government. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, for me, it's it's obviously like I don't like it. It's, it's concerning about where everything's going, but I'm also not going to lose sleep about it. Because I think I just, yeah, like Jimmy, I just kind of accepted it happens and and this is the world we live in. Like, I want to get rid of my phone now. Yeah? I won't, but I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? That's like, the thing is no one, no one will because you wouldn't be able to live without your phone now at this point. <laughs> like, don't even have a landline. Okay, so we'll get you to weigh in now. How do you feel about the fact that your government tracked your movements during the pandemic through your cell phone? That's that's the question. A, a little wordy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think people understand where we're going here. The locker room topic of the day. How do you feel about the fact that your government tracked your movements during the pandemic through your cell phone? Um, Rob the Dick said with metadata and the right algorithms, they in reality did know who was meeting with who, where and for how long, and it allows them to track what you're buying, quantity, and of course the frequency. That's what he was saying. So they are saying that they didn't have that information and that they yeah. didn't provide it, but it's easily accessible to that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with the algorithms and everything else, they could predict what you were going to do. Yeah, they could could do all that. Kind of a counterpoint. Jason Lazat was saying that because um, I think I think he might work something to do with this <laughs> i think if this bothers you then you need to stop watching movies or try to understand the difference between fantasy and reality government's too stupid to have a full department of people tracking thousands of people having the data this is what he says having the data and analyzing the data is two different things well that is comforting i appreciate that Lazat. Mm-hmm. well also are they going to have the capacity to store they don't. They just. There's no possible way they would be able to store that that amount of information with the amount of phones and people and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I know that the cloud's pretty decent, but <laughs> the cloud's not bad, right? Like yeah. every freaking phone. Are they going to be able to keep all that information? And for mm-hmm. if they could, for how long? For how long? Yeah. Would they be able to do that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely interesting times, for sure. The locker room topic of the day. How would you feel if I told you that your government tracked your movements during the pandemic through your cell phone? Would that bother you? Because that's something that they did. Um, It came out last week that they were tracking us, going to the liquor store. Um, Bill Turnham said he is very concerned by it. How much did they track, and what are they not talking about? So they told us that they tracked our movements and our gatherings, mm-hmm. but what are they not saying? How much could they report to an employer, for example, Yeah, is one thing he was saying. Well, and, and the owner of the company that was commissioned by the government to do this for them, Yeah, um, he's the CEO, co-founder of Blue Dot, he's like, we don't care about your movements or lifestyle. Lifestyles. Yeah. We just know everything about you, and we reported it to the government. Well, and he I don't know what the problem is. He doesn't care as the CEO of the company, but maybe your boss would care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, That's Jimmy, good- you said you were doing this. Why were you at the liquor store again? <laughs> right? Said you couldn't come in today. It's a bad example. <laughs> we know that at least three or four times a week, he's at the liquor store getting a 15 back. <laughs> this is already information that we don't need to track. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, Bill was saying, basically... 
it just creates more concern about what they're mining without our knowledge or consent. Yeah. What else are they doing? The locker room topic of the day. How would you feel if I told you that your government, because they did, tracked your movements <laughs> during the pandemic through your cell phone? They were watching your liquor store visits, Rand- actual thing. Randy um, had an interesting sort of take on this. Randy said, I think it's wrong and an invasion of our privacy. But the bigger issue here is the oh well attitude of the people mm-hmm. like Jimmy just had. Yeah. Where Jimmy said it's concerning, but oh well, what are, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, most people, that's kind of my attitude too. I think that's part of the reason why we are where we're at with a lot of things politically. Mm-hmm. It's the apathy of the, the public. We've sort of been, I don't know, beaten down a bit over the years. And it's now like, I don't really have a say, right? Especially we need to, in the West. Get together in our cars or something, and then start driving across the country. We should put some flags on the cars. Yes, with honking our horns. But 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 wasn't it (laughs) obvious though when they when they would make all these COVID updates and say, okay, yeah, we had a surge here because of the long weekend and all the large gatherings. They obviously knew we were gathering. They specifically they they kept mentioning the large gatherings on long weekends and stuff like that. In the report, they specifically mentioned like Labor Day weekend. There was a lot of gathering, like in this report on what they tried Halloween parties. Yeah, Halloween parties. Uh, One thing. Listen, don't try to escape blame here. I'm not escaping. Andy and blame. I think you're, you're part of the problem. But I'm not escaping This blame. is all I'm your just, fault. I'm just saying they've been <laughs> they've been telling us for months that they've been doing it in inadvertently because they've been saying but, you're, you're okay, t- having large gatherings. We know you are. One thing that with this excuse your lack of concern for it. One thing with this is you're the problem. Like Army Chris said, you and people like you. <laughs> Army Chris said, so oh they know that I bought thirteen two fours of Pilsner at the beginning of the pandemic now, and I'm like. Well, they already knew that because we posted all online anyways. <laughs> so what are we really trying to hide? We post our whole lives on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Right? Okay, I've got, <laughs> I've got one more spin on this, which we'll do after a tune. Yeah. Okay? Because I, I just, I want to float this. Not that we need to make this any more confusing or more okay. complicated than it already is, but let's just let's just float this and see see what see what you think about this because this is already political. Yeah, let's make it more political. That's coming up. The locker room topic of the day. We found out that the governments, the liberals in Canada, hired a company called Blue Dot. I think they're based out of Vancouver. Don't quote me on that. And they were commissioned to gather information from our cell phones on our movements during the pandemic. Not mm-hmm. surprising. We know companies can do this. We know Facebook does this. We know that uh, Google does this. We know that our data is being sold constantly. They're making billions and billions of dollars. This is the new, this is the new age that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. This is the new state of a economy. Your information is the most valuable thing in the world yes. right now. Yeah. Now, I asked a friend of mine, because I shared this with a couple of people that I know, mm-hmm. and I said, did you guys know about this? And uh, one guy was like, weighs in right away, because he knows, and I think he was doing it because he he thought that I was going to turn this on to on the liberals. Right. And um, and because he knows how much I, right, re- so I hate be, Trudeau. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and he was like, yep, nope. It's been going on for a long time. Don't really worry about it. And I said, yeah, but what if the conservatives were doing this? Mm-hmm. Would you be that upset? And of course he has to answer, nope, don't care. 
but I know he would. I, I <laughs> yeah, know if this was a the, Stephen Harper government that oh, was tracking us or whatever. Actually, I think it would be worse, and, and and I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but I think that if this information right now got out about the conservative government mm-hmm. that they did this during the pandemic, that, that Jason uh, Kenny, although I think they were kind of complicit the, in it too, all the crazy liberals would be going nuts <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Like for some reason, when you do yeah, make on the this flip political, side, the conservative supporters would be like, "Not a big deal, maybe." Like it's a weird political thing; it shouldn't really be political. It shouldn't, but it is. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, conservatives won't be able to use this information against the liberals. I don't know why liberals <laughs> can sidestep this. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the the Superpower. that is, Jimmy. I'm not wrong, am I? I think, I think. <sighs> I think part of the whole thing with it is the fact that we know, okay, maybe this is just Reform Party Jimmy speaking, um, <laughs> everybody hates the liberals and doesn't trust the liberals, but if they find out that the conservatives do it, where you know some people actually trust the conservatives more, you feel like you're being violated because they violated your trust, where no one trusts the liberals. And I think that's part no, of it. I, that's yeah. not. I mean, it's been voted it's, in how many elections in a row? You're so uh, far off on that. That's yeah. a very Tabor. That is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think that's, see, you're on the extreme. You think that Justin Trudeau is a communist. Like, and, and No, that, I don't think he's a communist. I can't trust him as far as I could throw him. And you've said the same thing. Can you I trust do, any yeah, politician uh, except not, for Preston Manning? There's, you're not understanding the sort of the, the minutia of the conversation. Okay. Take your hatred for, for Justin Trudeau and his father out of this. Okay. Liberals, just liberals, liberals are doing it. Liberals are doing it. Really? Okay. Hmm. How do I feel about that? Conservatives. What do you mean? The conservatives are, it's okay. I've got another scenario for you. Okay. Obama does it. Obama did a lot of this kind of stuff. He was one of the first politicians, actually, that hired this company that 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 manipulated the the Facebook data for him to get votes. Okay, so but Obama does it, but Trump does it. Obama did it. Hmm. I got to think about that. Trump did it. Oh my God, the world is ending. <laughs> yeah. Satan. True. We're, <laughs> Satan did it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the same thing up here. Liberals can get away with this kind of stuff more than conservatives can. You're still confused. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to move on. Three, two. The Locker Rooms, Midget at the Movies. I shall call him me. But shorter. Jimmy, what did Mike make you watch this weekend? Gravity. You got to plant both your feet on the ground and start living life. See, he's the same character. It's George Clooney's birthday, I think, right? Yeah, sixty-one on the weekend or something like that. It doesn't matter. No. What'd you think of Gravity? I'm surprised I haven't seen it before. Because it's a space movie. No, it it. Uh... It is a space movie, but it's more of a survival movie. Like there, a lot of weird stuff happened at the beginning where they were on the space station. Their shuttle got damaged by some debris, and then per, certain parts of the it's space not that sta- based on a true story. No, no, no. no. that and scene then, was pretty cool though. Like, like visually, when all the space debris flying at this at the shuttle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it was very well made movie. Did Sandra I, and George bang in it? 
No. Uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, he... Uh, it's an old movie. He died early well, in the movie. Well, I know. He floats away, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then she... So she was still... So, she's kind of so left. Was, and, so it was just turned into... Uh, the mentor, right? Yeah. yeah. He, it was his final flight. Uh, that's One what flight it, before retirement and... Yeah. yeah. But it was turned... It turned into a survival movie for her on how to survive and do all these different things. Because she mm-hmm. wasn't really an astronaut. She was uh, did the simulator and stuff like that, but she was more of a teacher. She was there as kind of... Uh, a like, medical engineer. Yeah. Okay. So she had to figure everything out as she went. And she took the lessons she learned in space and from George to better her life and move forward as a human being. And became a kindergarten teacher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about that movie. Um, for me, and I think I mentioned this last week when Mike did pick this for for you to watch, was I, uh, and I've even heard, I think I've heard somebody from the cast say this. It really had the potential. It, there was no, it wasn't going to be just an okay movie. It was either going to be a complete bomb or it was going to be Right, because awesome. you got most of the movies Sandra Bullock alone in a little space shuttle. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. It's kind of like Hanks on the island with the with the volleyball uh, castaway. Yeah, yeah like could have been awful because that, it's just him on an island, not really talking. But it reason, was an amazing. Movie. He made that work. Mm-hmm. Right, they made that work. Um, I think it takes very, very creative people to to put together something like that and make it actually yeah. decent, worth watching. I gave it a five. I really enjoyed wow. it. It was uh, it was well made. Like it was, like you know, there were certain points like where like where she was oxygen deprived because she she was running out of oxygen. Yeah, and so she was. They were going through her hallucinations. She's a good actress. I, I like. Sarah. It was the uh, biggest box office hit of both their careers. Really? Yeah. That surprises the hell out of me. To be honest with you, yeah, I had no idea. Because she's been in some big movies. So is he. So is he, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Five out of five buttered cobs of Tabor corn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've moved around the country. Yeah. I've been confused for years about Ginch versus Gaunch. And then you'll meet some people that go, Ginch, what? It's Gaunch. And for me, growing up in Saskatchewan, it was Gotch. Gotch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well... Now you're just confusing things. <laughs> so we were having the conversation about what it is. Mm-hmm. And my wife stepped in and went, no, girls wear ginch, guys wear gaunch. <laughs> and I went, where did you hear that? She goes, it just, it's obvious. I grew up with it. <laughs> girls wear ginch, guys wear gaunch. <laughs> and I'm like, is that a thing? She's like, yes. Yeah. So... So, That's the first time I've heard it genderized. The the underwear, Ginch versus yeah, Gaunch. I've never really heard it. I've always just assumed, actually, Ginch, Gaunch, Gotch, always just were men's underwear. Like boxers, yeah. tidy whities whatever. I've never... Um, it's funny if you look it up into Google. I got all three open. It actually says Gaunch, and then it says in brackets, Alberta and British Columbia slang. Yeah, see, and I then, re- Gaunch was, El- was was BC. That's what we called it. And then if you do Gotch, it says Saskatchewan and Manitoba slang. Okay. <laughs> and then Gitch, or Ginch was uh, just, it says, in underpants used all, in different parts of Canada. So, But it does, I don't know why it, it does kind of make sense, sense to yeah. me. Right? Like, well, and uh, Glenda texted in, 
I've always referred to gaunch for the boys, ginch for the gals. Okay, t- it, 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 so it, it is a thing. It is a thing, I guess. Yeah, that's a thing. I I thought maybe my wife was making it up, but if she's <laughs> like, I always thought that I made up shit hook. Yeah, yeah. That, but then Jimmy's like, no, my old man used to say the and same thing. We phoned thing. him, and he was saying the same thing. And yeah, way before I was even driving, <laughs> <laughs> when he wasn't wearing his seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Old Jim, to the day he died, refused to wear his seatbelt. <laughs> It's funny because it's true. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. So our wonder boy, uh, Jason Randy Kenny, he's back at it again. The man knows how to win elections. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, Randy is now being accused by Brian Mean Gene of buying thousands of memberships to the UCP party. For people that didn't know, they are now members of the UCP party. Congratulations, Grandma. And then, uh, allegedly, those people voted for Kenny in the leadership review. What would be funny is if he bought a membership for Rachel Nutley without her knowing. That would be gold. Uh, To be honest, probably the funniest part about this whole Jason Kenny using his credit card to buy thousands of UCP memberships for people without them knowing is that it all would have been perfectly legal. He just did it a little too soon. If he would have waited a couple of weeks, it all would have been perfectly legal. But... Randy needed the WestJet points from the purchase of all those memberships to get down to Wabo Cabo, and he just couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> Listen, the pandemic was stressful for Kenny, and well, him and mother just really needed a vacation, okay? We'll find out soon if, if uh, Randy Kenny is our premier any longer, or if Brian Mean Gene had a higher credit limit and was able to buy more memberships. <laughs> The Grant Report is brought to you by our new merchandise. New items added daily, including shirts, fanny packs, tote bags, and more. Get yours today by clicking the link on any of our social media. You know what I'm going to do, Grant? Yeah. I'm going to see if old Canster bought me a membership for UCP. I wonder how do you check that, hey? I, I can make some phone calls. I bet you I can figure there's, find there's out. There's got to be a way to look. I'll see if he bought any of us yeah. a membership. That would be amazing. Grant Johnson's a generic enough name. Yeah. Like, well, and like he, maybe we've had him on the show before, so maybe they're just like, okay, here we go. We'll get James Peter White one, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Burping and farting still okay? I, I think so. Okay. Well, this is, we're, we're digging deep here on the... Uh, <laughs> On the burping thing here. Okay, so I'm going to play some audio. I, I want to just compare the two just to see if people um, can decide who's got a better burp, you yeah. or me. Well, this isn't my normal one either. This was a That's result. That's worth mentioning. Yeah, this is a result of what I was doing, I think. So we'll play yeah. my audio first. This is, I think it's about a year, maybe maybe even older, okay? So this is past audio of me capturing a burp, okay? The locker room topic of the day. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. 
so well polite. Done. I'm so sorry. Polite. Uh, good morning. What's your name? It's Andrea. Good morning. Andrea. I apologize. That I was uncontained. Uncontainable. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty decent. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, and then we're gonna play your audio. You were doing some like a TikTok thing or something. It's a with, sprite with challenge Jack. where you're supposed to. Drink a whole bottle of Sprite and not burp. Okay, so here's I audio made it. from the video that they recorded trying to accomplish this on the weekend. So I was just like so full. It was like it was almost like skimming off the top of the sprite in my stomach. I heard that noise. I'm like, what? Is yeah. it? it came from like the depths it was of like, hell. <laughs> I still think I have a better. Burp. I think yours is better. Yeah. You're the mics were too far away though for you. It's the locker room's bidet a day in May. Courtesy of Always Plumbing and Heating. Good morning, my friend. What is your name? It's Bill. Bill, would you like to play Bidet a Day in May? Don't do it, Jimmy. Yes, I would. Okay. All right, Bill. So you know how this works. I'm going to play a sound effect from a toilet recorded in the last month by one of the three of us. This week, just so you know, is Toronto-themed. So this is a bunch of toilets from Toronto when I was away last week. Yep. Read you your choices, Bill. All right, Bill. Option A, Air Canada Flight 173 from Toronto to Edmonton, number two. Option B, Fairmont Royal York, number two. And option C, Toronto Union Station, number two. What's your answer? I'm going to say A, the Air Canada Flight. Yeah! You know your toilet sound. An airplane for sure. Nailed it. <laughs> Bill, cool. thanks for playing Bidet a Day, brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. You, my friend, walked away with a fantastic bait bidet. Here's James P. White with all the information about the bidet. Uh, I have no idea. You don't have it in front of you at it? No. Uh, here's Lachlan Cross with the information he about didn't even the have bidet. His headphones on. <laughs> Okay, it's a living's basic hot and cold bidet with self-cleaning, dual nozzle, non-electric mechanical bidet, toilet attachment, adjustable water pressure and temperature. This thing is the Cadillac of ass cleaners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. You're going to be clean enough to eat off it. <laughs> 95.7 Cruise FM. All right, Grant, where did you go on the weekend? Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Why? Why uh, is it the last thing that if I ever do in life, I want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> with Grant Johnson? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was Nora's fifth birthday party. Okay. And uh, uh, you know what? My review of Chuck E. Cheese, 
it was packed. Yeah. There was like 10 parties going on there. I, I thought it was a ghost town. Like, I've always driven by no. Chuck E. Cheese's and I was like, nobody goes to Chuck E. Cheese anymore. It was packed. The pizza was fantastic. The pizza's actually pretty good. I've always heard the pizza was terrible. Like, they always make jokes about the pizza being cardboard. We had a stuffed crust. It was so greasy, but it was really tasty pizza. Yeah. They have beer on tap. Yeah. But you're limited to one an hour. What? So <laughs> they actually take your ID and input it into the system, and then it's on a timer. So when your hour's up, you can go get another beer. <laughs> can't believe that. <laughs> Apparently, oh what happened was people were going to Chuck E. Cheese, getting liquored up, and starting fights over the games. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Which we've joked about drinking at, Ch- at Chuck yeah. E. Cheese, I don't know how, for how long, for years now. And I was like, this is a great oh. place to get some pizza and beer and watch the game here, maybe? <laughs> That me chanting there was before they bring out the Chucky mascot. Yeah. They get all the kids riled up. And they Chucky, Chucky, cheese. Oh um, one we thing we got to book a party. I was, <laughs> I was like, well, Jimmy's probably got another birthday coming up here soon. <laughs> Only one. Uh, I was there. I was like, wow, all those people that said we would uh, never return to normal. I'm in an arcade packed with kids with running noses, playing, touching all the games that yeah. they've touched, yeah. eating pizza without washing my hands. Drinking We're back beer. to normal. Drinking, Drinking beer. A, sl- slugging a beer an hour. Yeah. I said, I think, three or four high scores on those games, too. What I was, you, you got to do is you just got to get a bunch of people down there that don't drink. Yeah. And then you can drink their beer. <laughs> just get them to go Larry, up and get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm dry here. I still got another 45 minutes. Need another one. <laughs> The City of Edmonton is committed to ensuring the success of the second best summer ever for its residents. That's why this year, we're taking a more eco-friendly approach to our seasonal task of controlling the burgeoning mosquito population. Our unique and innovative approach will empower our citizens to do all the work for us. Studies conducted by consultants that you overpaid for have found that the less we actually do and the more of this burden we shift upon you, the more positive impact it has on the environment. The City of Edmonton is committed to doing the absolute bare minimum to ensure maximum benefits to the environment are achieved. If our incredible lack of efforts laid out in this fantastic plan don't succeed, it will be because of you. We're certain you'll do your civic duty by constantly monitoring and ridding your properties of standing water daily. Your commitment to emptying pools and hot tubs whenever they aren't in active use, ceasing any sort of garden or lawn watering to ensure our city looks like a deserted wasteland, and by removing outdoor water bowls, you can adopt a more holistic approach to dehydrating your pets with intermittent water fasting. Some helpful tips that are definitely not endorsed by our public health officials also include using topical mosquito repellents. Public health is definitely not telling you that solutions containing DEET are the only effective products to mitigate hungry mosquitoes. Placing 100% of the risk of cancer, seizures in children, and birth defects on Edmontonians will ensure the success of this new program. With the amount of precipitation over the last few months, we suggest you get an early start on implementing our comprehensive and progressive program. Remember, success from our lack of hard work relies completely on you, Edmonton. Now get out there and drain those puddles. This has been a message from the City of Edmonton. Not a real message. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Wonder Years, the reboot, is being filmed right now, and it involves Fred Savage, who was the kid that it was based on Yeah, back in the 80s, right? So this, the first season uh, is out. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know they were that far along. I Positive not watches it. Not on my radar came, at all. came out in September. Well, you just ruined it for me. I'll never watch it now. <laughs> 
And yeah, Fred Savage was just fired from it. He is an executive producer and a director on the reboot. Um, and you've never heard that he's... Like, I've never I've heard he's a dick. I've never heard that, but uh, there's other stories. So what happened here is they said there was an investigation into three separate incidents of alleged verbal abuse. Um, they did an investigation, and then they fired him from the show. Well, I think he got charged with sexual harassment when he was a kid, too. So the the woman who played his mother in the original Wonder Years said that that show ended because he, him and the guy that played his brother were accused of sexual harassment and then they settled that out of court and or yeah so they paid him off and then there was another lawsuit settled out of court in 2015 after uh, a crew member accused Fred Savage of hitting her so he was on a show called The Grinder which was a one they did one season it was Rob Lowe and Fred Savage okay and uh, one a woman on the crew said that Fred Savage hit her and he had to pay. He her. just looks like a dick. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I just really Fred I, and Ben Savage, like they're kind of lovable brothers. I've, ben was I've in uh, Boy Meets for, World. I've and, known this for years. Apparently, he was just a major problem too in anything he did. Maybe that's why he doesn't do a lot. He, I mean, he does a do lot a of lot. directing and stuff, but I mean, the Princess Bride. He, he was, was such a pr- lovable little kid in Princess no. Bride. No, he didn't think so. <laughs> He was a sarcastic little dork. <laughs> he's, he's a little. Sh- I, I always thought he was. Anyway, I don't know yeah. if you're watching that show, but when I hear stuff like this about, I can't, I can't watch it because he, because of him. Let's say I, that was my favorite show when I was a kid. Yeah, I really liked the Wonder Years. I watched like the original. It a bit. I yeah. watched it a bit. I, I just did like you Winnie, watch it? Winnie Cooper. Not. Not often if it was on because my little brother and sister kind of liked it. Yeah, okay. But Not no, big, I wasn't a fan. Never never got into it. But let's say it was. Yeah. I knew enough about him that like I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. For years, I haven't liked him. Right? Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to watch that show. Like, there's so many things like that where you find out someone's a dick or... Maybe that's uh, a case of being a child star, too. But even some of that being famous. I don't know. Sometimes you're just born a as dick. a kid. He looks like he was born a dick. <laughs> what about his brother, though? How's Ben? He seems nice. I don't know anything about his brother. Ben Savage? Corey Matthews on Boy Meets World? No, we're digging too deep into. <laughs> you don't know Boy Meets World? I know. Sorry. Mr. Feeney? No. That was a big show there, when I was there a There was an episode where they were both in it. And uh, Fred Savage got accused for harassment on in the episode. Show too? Yeah. Oh, in the, uh, the, the it was a plot line. The, the character, oh. the character that he played, was accused. Okay. All right. This song, though, it, one of the better theme songs. I mean, taking this song and this version. This might be controversial, but I'll say it out loud. This might be the greatest cover of all time. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. Come on, Joe, sing it. And now, another episode of Locker Room TV. We are joined by Greg Van Olm. Van Olm! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Greg, we're going to get into this right out of the gates here. Um, you were a recent medalist. You actually got gold in powerlifting for Canada at the Invictus Games. To catch everybody up, just in case they're not aware of what the Invictus Games are. Can you give us a rundown on what the Invictus Games are, Greg? Uh, Invictus Games uh, was started by Harry, uh, Prince Harry at the time. Um, 
And it's mostly just um, games for wounded veterans and stuff like that. And a lot of countries are there and invited and stuff. So, but yeah, it's basically what it is. And they just kind of pick sports that are adaptable to all the athletes and stuff. So. Cool. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, I wanted to know, what did you, what did you lift to win the gold medal? Um, I had to push four, 407 pounds. So um, to get the gold medal. So there was the three of us that were pretty close. Um, and it was off of like the weight lifted and your body weight. So I had to get 407 to beat um, the other guy. So, hmm. okay. All right. I didn't know they did that. That's right. That makes sense though. Yeah. So the, the power lifting is, is ugh, this one, or is that the nope. clean and jerk? That's cool. yeah, it's, just, it's just bench press, but it's um usually like my train. I've been training powerlifting for a few years now, and usually we can use our legs and stuff. But with this one, um, because it's adaptable sports, there was no legs, so like it was kind of the benches extended. Oh, oh okay, strapped in. So okay, um, I see. Okay, where were the most recent games in Holland in The Hague. Cool. Okay, and you're getting them. We're getting them in Vancouver net next. Germany is next, and then we're hosting in 2025 the first winter games, winter Invictus games. So it's not something that happens every year. 18 months is what they do usually. 18 months. Okay. 407 pounds. So you could lift our, our little buddy James B. White just, over your head. Just barely. I weigh 140. <laughs> okay. When's the last time you stepped on a scale there, Tubby? Uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> it's harder to lift people, though. Unless you can get real comfortable with them. <laughs> yeah. Like if you got him on his, uh, if you like, if we lifted him up, like four or five of us from the office, like grabbed him and tried to lift him up and put him on your, you could probably, you know, get him in su- such a position that you could probably lift him. Yeah. You probably have to start tickling him or something. He'd start. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing you must train all the time then. Uh, yeah. I've been. When I joined the military, I got into CrossFit for a bit. Um, my, I got some injuries, and then I switched into powerlifting because it's more static. So, okay. All right. If you haven't picked up on the fact, um, uh, Jimmy is reading his questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, Greg, um, what's next? What's next for you? Are you, are you training for the next games? Um, so the one thing that Canada does that I respect a lot is that we only get to do one. And then once you do your one, it's for the next the next group gets to go. Oh, okay. Uh, Cause there's so many athletes that want to be involved in it. Most countries have two to five. Um, some countries are just infinite. So they take their best athletes and they go kind of thing. So hmm. um, how did yeah. we do Greg in the last, in this last competition, how did Canada do? I, I know you got gold, but uh, no, there's no medal count. So no one's actually counting how many medals each country gets. Um, the medals right. are just a byproduct of the whole thing. You can make me feel worse if you want. We'll let you hang around for a bit. <laughs> like, um, like I did the biggest bench press in the competition, um, but I think the most inspirational guy was um, a British soldier who, from uh, what I understand from the stories I was told, um, he took a bullet to the head and he was uh, in a coma for about a year or so. Jesus. And he just came out of that coma two years ago and he's been kind of trying to get himself back. Um, so for him to walk from where like the chalk bowl was staging area to the platform, was the furthest he's walked without his crutches. And then he benched 95 pounds, I think. So, which was wow, more, wow. that was more for me than like more inspirational for me than like anything I could have ever done. So yeah, that's what the Invictus game is all about. Yeah. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. Greg, um, where did you get hurt? Um, I got hurt in Afghanistan and then I got hurt throughout my career doing um, parachuting and stuff like that. So just a oh, bunch okay. of adding up. 
Yeah. 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 And what are you doing now? Do you have, are you, uh, are you working somewhere? You got, you got some sort of a, a career outside of the military? Yeah, I'm doing my, um, I'm working through my MBA right now through Athabasca through um, like a voc- uh-huh. rehab, vocational rehabilitation program through the military. Good for and, you, brother. Good for you. Good and for I volunteer um, and help out at After Dark Motorcycles. So I kind of get to help him with his business end and it helps me with my schooling. So we're kind of doing back and forth. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, listen. Congratulations. We uh, we we were excited about talking to you today about uh, about this. So, um, it, good work, man. I'm glad you gave us a rundown on what this thing is because I don't think a lot of people are aware of what the Invictus Games what they are. Right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a lot of people hear about it, but they don't really understand what it is. Um, they don't put two and two together, right? Yeah. So, like Vancouver's coming up in 2025, and like. We won the bid because we're basing it off of winter games. So it's something completely different that no one's done. Like mm-hmm. there, uh, there's wheelchair curling, which I haven't awesome. figured out what that is yet, but yeah, you know, curling is just a drinking game and it's fun. So now you can do it in a wheelchair. You don't have to stand and slip on the ice. Probably that actually sounds awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I need to I watch. get involved in that. I need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I like- and I'm like, how are you going to put a bunch of guys on a sled and flip them down? And a, a shoot would be kind of interesting too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that'll be very, very cool. Um, and you know what? It'll probably get more on our radar with it being in our own backyard in Vancouver, right? But yeah, people will start to, yeah. If um, if if uh, if that gets a little, when that gets a little bit closer, do me a favor, Greg. Maybe we'll get you on to talk a little bit about the games, and uh, because you'll be keeping uh, you know, tabs on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. C- congratulations, Greg Van yeah. Olm a uh, gold medalist in powerlifting at the Invictus Games for Canada. Congratulations once again, brother. Now, here's some shit that didn't make the show. Good morning, Cruz. Good morning. Elvira. How are you? Wonderful. How was your weekend? Good, and yours? It was good, thank you. What is the topic of the morning? Ginch versus gaunch. Okay, would that be like panties versus bras? No, like gincher for women, goncher for boys. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. I bought Are you a back? Hey, what? We don't want to talk about your undergarments. <laughs> I bought. Are you back together that. again? Are you back together again with uh, Billy Bob? Oh, it's never gonna change. What do you mean? He's born the fifteenth of December. I'm born the seventeenth of December. We gonna fight. <laughs> hey, if what if you didn't drink, you might not fight as much. <laughs> I don't know about that, Greg. <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't help. He's yelling in the background. (laughs) All right. Okay. Have a good one. See ya. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast, making radio great again. Really, guys? Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.